Chapter 16 of the Complete Works of Brand the Iconoclast, Volume 12. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by William Jones. The Complete Works of Brand the Iconoclast, Volume 12. Chapter 16. Semper Vivat in Memoriam now that partisan hate has succeeded in hounding to his death america's most eloquent champion of humanity has driven to the verge of insanity an adoring wife and thrown o'er the roseate lives of two tender clinging children the black pall of a sorrow that will forever embitter their hearts perchance it will pause will remember the teachings of that other friend of humanity who nearly nineteen hundred years ago was crucified for daring to fight what he believed to be wrong whose religion may be summed up in one word forgiveness brand's enemies were professed followers of this christ with tearful eyes and uplifted supplicating faces they besought the god of justice too in the beautiful language of the prayer left to us by his son lead us not into temptation and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and the next day passed resolutions congratulating a mob of brutal ruffians for frightening a sick woman nearly to death kidnapping her defenceless husband and forcing him under threats of instant death to retract what they knew to be the truth a few weeks later they were resoluting and sympathizing and formulating plans for the erection of a monument to the memory of two would-be assassins who were killed while attempting to carry out their cowardly work o christianity that thy cloak pure as polar snow must cover such infamy brand's death blossed from the firmament of american journalism its brightest star he was an intellectual titan in him was embodied the philosophy of carlyle the brilliancy of voltaire the withering sarcasm of desmoulins the poetry of ingersoll his genius universal as that of shakespeare was ever aligned on the side of the weak and oppressed ever with godlike fearlessness he stood for right against might for a purity against corruption in church in state in society he tore the painted mask from the face of hypocrisy and exposed it in all its festering hideousness to the world's ridicule bran has been damned as an atheist by people who have never read and are incapable of reading and understanding a single paragraph from his pen the author of tien's charity man's immortality was not an atheist he refused to bend the knee to superstition to lend a patient ear to earth's self-constituted vice-regents of omniscience but god spoke to him through nature the flowers he so passionately loved were reminders of his loving tenderness in the divine music of wagner liszt and chopin he recognized the voice of god his faith was broad as the universe deep 
as infinity. He loved purity, he hated hypocrisy, and for this he died a martyr. Inspiration comes from God. The children of a genius needs must be the favorites of omniscience. Yet theologians vilify Bran from the pulpit, teachers denounce him to their pupils. For nearly ten years he has been the target of vindictive spite, such spite as only a narrow bigoted mind can be capable of. This is the greatest compliment mediocrity can pay to genius. Bran is dead. Still forever is the pen whose wondrous alchemy transposed the English language, with all its inherent harshness, into music as sweet as song of Israel. Still is the heart that stood alone, defiant, a bulwark against the wave of corruption that is engulfing our land. Bran is dead. But when Baylor University has sunk beneath the wave of oblivion, when the very bones of the splenetic-hearted hypocrites who goaded to his death the grandest man America has ever produced, have crumbled into the tongueless silence of the dreamless dust, Brand's name will live, a beacon light for those who love truth for truth's sake. Brand is dead. The blow that wrung our hearts with unavailing anguish, but ushered him into the company of Shakespeare, Carlyle, Hugo, and Wagner, and there, whether it be in the light that beats on God's great throne, or in the Serbonian darkness of a hell more terrible than that pictured by Dante, is the true heaven. Signed, Abbot Graphic End of chapter 16